Hey everyone, Daniel Ramsey here from My Outdesk. Today we are excited. We've got Bob Corcoran. Bob, you and I the other day were chatting and you had this insane statistic. Um, and if you guys don't know who Bob is, it's, it, it's crazy. If you're on this and you haven't heard him speak and my favorite my conversation or, or talk that you give is be the CEO. So we're going to do a little mini, like what does a CEO need to do to build a team today? But we were talking about this stat, something like when a new agent comes and coaches with you specifically, you increase their production by 47% within 12 yeah. months. Is that That's right? Correct. Yeah. 47% increase in a reduction in expenses of 23%. See, Daniel, people hire us because they want, they want results. Okay. Right. And you know, if those of you who are listening to the show, if you've had coaching or you're in coaching phenomenal, I think anybody who is furthering their education, that's great. You know, the big question we always get asked is how are we different from other companies? Well, number one, we're consultants first. And the difference between consultant and coaching is this, a coach tells you what to do. A consultant shows you what to do. Right. And so it's about turning up our sleeves, getting in and really getting into their business. And one of the reasons we're able to achieve, you know, such great results is because the people are open to wanting to do better, number one. And number two, uh, on the reduction of expenses, our clients can't spend more than $250 on their business without their coach's approval because they hire us, to, you know, for increased sales and increased net profit. Well, if you're going to hold me responsible for the increased net profit, we should have a say so in how you spend the money. Well, and what I like about that is most large companies have boards, right? The CEO of the company, there's a board. He mm -hmm. goes to the board and says, this is my plan for the year. Here's my budget. And the board rubber stamps it. But in real estate, you know, as an individual agent, I don't have anybody to stamp my ideas or stamp my spending or my budget for the year. So what you're doing is effectively being the board for this CEO of a really highly profitable you know, thing. And I think that's pretty valuable, especially when you start getting up to the, like one of the guys that you coach, what was it? 973 transactions last year. Mm, only 957. Oh, only nine. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, I thought I had a really successful uh, real estate practice. Uh, we, we never broke 300. So I, uh, I, I appreciate where you are and, and there's well, a different. You know, Daniel, one of the important things is, you know, a lot of people, you know, when they look at our company and, and, and they say, well, that company's not for me because I'm not selling a hundred homes. You know, most of our clients started with us at the, maybe the 15, 20 uh, unit uh, range. You know, we have everything from a group coaching platform, you know, to uh, self-paced to a one-on-one -on -one coaching. So it's right. really the one-on-one -on -one coaching is where, you know, we talk about that increase in business right. and you know, we start with people that are single practitioners that don't even have a team yet. Okay. And those are the kind we really also love to get with because it's teaching them how to run a business right the first time, instead of going out and hiring a bunch of people and not having a plan for those people. And, you know, we look at ourselves as the chairman of the board of every single one of our clients business. And therefore the chairman and the CEO, they need to talk on a regular basis. You know, so the coaching is set up, they have scheduled calls. That's purely for structure. Okay. But I always say, if you need to talk, talk to your coach twice a day, it's got to work in your schedules. 
Okay, and what's funny is clients start with us, they talk to us quite a bit as we're getting things built, but then as they start progressing and learn what self-managed and self-discipline is all about, you have operational excellence, and that's always the key, and that's part I really want to hone in here with all of our listeners today is operational excellence. Okay, because with operational excellence, you have your proper checklist for sellers and buyers and past clients. Okay, your operations team is self-managed and self-disciplined. They are taught, we help train those people, okay? Especially, you know, the, the virtual assistants, you know, and the training that you guys at my outdesk put them through to become familiar with some of the basic systems, like whether it be a Boomtown or a Tiger or a top producer, you know, so you really have, have taken the bull by the horns for a week this in this industry, which is agent training. Right. And so by the time uh, you know, an, an agent hires a VA from you, at least they know what the word you know, top producer means. Right. And you know, what's crazy is uh, what I really appreciate because Bob and I work a lot together. We just have these like minds and our business, like the way we work and think is a lot alike. And so what I love about what you guys do is when you hire a virtual assistant through my outdesk and they're a coaching client with you, you actually provide additional training and an additional interviewing step. And since today's talk is all about how to like build a team. That's what we're, you know, team structures, who should be where, what should they be doing? You know, when should you add what revenue points, all that kind of stuff is what we're going to cover. I think it's an invaluable kind of resource to have another, like almost like a chairman of the board saying, yes, that's a good hire. And yes, they need this kind of training. And you guys do that. I think it's, it's really a great, it's a great thing. Um, so let's dive right in. Um, Bob, tell us, about from zero to, uh, you know, almost a thousand transaction, who should we hire? Who should be on the team? What, what does that structure look like? This is what everybody last, we did a Google hangout about two months ago and everybody was like, we need more about the meat and potatoes of a real estate team. So let's talk, let's jump in. Excellent. Well, and one of the deliverables that we're going to be sending to all of today's listeners, and you'll get into the details of how to get it, but really are the organizational charts. Okay. And this is a really high tech right here. There, there's an organizational chart. <laughs> anyway, these are going to be deliverables. And so it's just a plain org chart that shows you as a CEO, okay, and then you have an operations division, a sales division. I always say the very first person you need to hire is a CRM. Okay, if you don't have a really strong contact manager, okay, then then you're working by the seat of your pants. The content we, we recommend top producer. It is one of the most robust real estate related. You know, I was talking to a guy yesterday, a, a prospect. I said, "What CRM you using?" He goes, "I use the backdrop of a Boomtown and I use uh, Outlook." And I said, "Okay, those really are more like address books and lead incubators and things like that. They're not CRMs. You what you want to do is high, you know like and this is why we like." producer it's online it's pretty inexpensive maybe at 30 or 49 dollars a month okay uh, and there's a lot of other add-ons you can get skip the add-ons for now but get the CRM and learn how to use that tool because it is the most valuable tool. It is the heart of your business. And for all of us in real estate, eventually we're going to get out of the business. And so we help our clients also develop an exit strategy so that when they do want to get out, we're going to help them sell their business. So right. we, you start with the CRM once you've mastered it. Now, well, and before we move forward, I want to, cause you said something, but we need to highlight a point in, in real estate, we don't have 
we don't have any inventory. We don't, we don't have a manufacturing plant. We don't have, we just don't own assets, right? The right. thing that we do at own though is a database and people, you know, people buy real estate companies all the time with, and those companies that got get buy, bought and sold in the real estate space, it's because of their database and their reoccurring real estate revenue transactions. And you can't have that without a proper CRM. So, no, you, you really can't, Daniel. And here, give me, give you an example of one of my clients. If you have two businesses, you're looking to buy a business and you have two businesses you're evaluating one, they both did $200 million in business on one of them. 9% of their business was repeat and referral business. And on the other one, it was 48% repeat and referral. Which of those two businesses is more valuable? That's right. The that's one right. with obviously the 48% repeat and referral. Cause you look at that's almost 50%, almost a hundred million, about $97 million in sales came from his repeat and referral business. There's value in that database versus the, over here at 9% or 11%. There's not a lot of value in that business. No, so, one's a hunter and one's a farmer, right? And right. the hunter, the hunter, if there's no cattle out there or, or bucks or whatever you're hunting, you could, you could go hungry. Whereas the farmer, they've got stores and they, they can build up a cash of a business. Right. That's a different world. So when we, we look at this, okay, the CRM, you know, like top producer should be your first hire. Okay. Right. And you really want to stay within the real estate world. You know, okay. That you know, because top producer was designed for real estate specific. Okay. A lot of people want to get into whether it's Salesforce and fusion soft, great databases. Don't get me wrong, but they're highly technical and the learning curve on them really is pretty long. Okay, and because they weren't built real estate specific. You know, the thing I love about whether it's, uh, you know, I think Realty Juggler is another really nice, simple database. There's a lot of good, simple databases out there. So once you hire your CRM, if we say that, you know, if, if I'm not saying that money's not an object because it's, it's for everybody, but when do, when should I make my first hire? Well, if you have a CRM, your first hire, if you think about it, you probably already needed to hire it. Okay. When we look at like for our clients, okay, we always recommend that they start out with, if they've never hired somebody before, hire a virtual assistant. I, you know, I'm big on that. Now, some people, you got to be cautious here in the virtual assistant world. If our listeners today, if you've never hired a virtual assistant before and you're making your first hire, you got to remember that VA is no different than sitting in a desk right next to you. You need to train them the way you want to be trained. My outdesk gives them a broad overview of the, some of the systems you may be using. And part of your client of ours, you, we can do, we're going to do more hands-on training with that VA from my outdesk. You know, as you said, Daniel, we're involved in the hiring of that VA because we actually do physical phone interviews with the candidates our clients send to us. Right. So I always say start out with a part-time VA. You know, if you're listening, by the way, there's probably a ton of people on here who already have 100 transactions or 150 transactions, and you're like, this doesn't apply to me. That's not true because I, I, I talked to a, a real estate broker, what was it, two days ago, she, she was doing 75 transactions a year and has consistently over the last five or 10 years. And she had no database mm. and, and you know, she, it was a high end market. So her revenue was huge. She was just doing it with her cell phone and outlook. And I'm like, okay, you know, so even the top producing guys, 
um, and gals, if you already have a CRM, great. Let's get a VA in there. Let's get them cleaned up. You need, you know, current emails, current Facebook stuff. You need to make sure they're in your, your, your email that, that goes out once a, once a month or twice a month. And, and so even if you're a top producing person, we can start segmenting your database. We can start actually, you know, cultivating the information so that it's right. Um, and, and it's a super important piece, especially if you ever want to sell. Well, you know, it's not in the, also for those people that are, you know, doing a lot of transactions. I, I was talking to a prospect yesterday, Daniel, he closed 283 transactions, no database. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, so, so it's, it's really, and so whether you're, you're a new newbie in the business, okay. Whether you sell multiple hundreds of homes, you know, these are best practices. So if you haven't done the best practices, even if you're selling a lot of homes, you can go back and tweak these systems. But I always say, and we'll get into the bigger teams. And then the people who are new say, well, this doesn't relate to me. It all relates for the new people. It's where you want to get to. See, we're all about work-life balance. I live my life and we teach our clients to live their life by the statement, no jobs too small to outsource. 